0: Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram Podcast.
1: And we are back with another episode of the Brothers of the Dram Podcast. I am your host, AJ, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing, brother? What's going on, AJ? You know, it's, uh, it's a nice Tuesday,
0: and um, just finished watching some World Cup games, and uh, yeah, I'm
1: doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm sipping on a interesting whiskey today, so I'm in a great mood. I have in my hand the uh, Jack Daniels Sweet and Oaky Tennessee Travelers edition. And I'm excited to try this one today, so I'm I'm having a good day. Ooh, Travelers Edition.
0: Is that like when you um, when you fly and they only um, serve those at the airport
1: or sell them at the airport? Um, no, they they do. I believe some airports might have them, but they're sold at the actual distillery. Oh, okay. How'd you get your hands on that? So, so in order for me to get my hands on this one, I had to place an order from a company called Jacksafe, which I believe is based in Australia. So I had to get it shipped from Australia for my, you know, my Jack Daniels collection because I'm such a huge JD fan and I wasn't Mm. planning on opening it. Mm. But then they also sent me a sample. So I'm enjoying the sample today. Oh, nice. Very nice. What's in your glass? I like it? Oh, you know what? Uh, I haven't tried it yet. So what's in your glass? Well, I'm not having anything special.
0: I'm just having a little bit of Jameson. I don't have any Mm -hmm. special, special editions or, you know, crazy things that you get into. But. Yeah, just some Jameson,
1: little so, Irish whiskey. Irish. Oh god, my Irish accent is so bad. Dude, that was bad. You couldn't even roll your R, dude. I know. That's I took bad. a I took a sip of this JD, and I must say it's it does it taste different than regular Jack Daniel's number seven. Um, I know it's called Oak and Sweet, so guess what? I'm gonna say it's a little sweeter and it's a little oakier than regular Jack. The mm. description is right on point. But is it good? It's delicious. You know, I love my JD. So I'm uh, you know. It's right. You're I'm being my, very my biased. Bias. I'm definitely biased. And, and I'm sure by now our listeners know how biased I am. Mm-hmm. You mentioned World Cup. I did. So with, the, uh, you know, unfortunately, USA is out. Mm-hmm. Mexico is out. Mm-hmm. Who are you cheering on now? Um, Well, now there's eight teams left
0: and I'm cheering. I'm going for Argentina because I want Messi to get his his World Cup. I really want him to get his World Cup. Let's go. I agree. But I'm also I also want a different country to win because only I think I think it's eight teams that have won the World Cup ever, eight countries have is, won the World Cup ever.
1: Has so, Netherlands won before? They have not, and, and they're, they're still in it, right? They're playing. And they're still or, in you, it, yeah.
0: and they're supposed to be like sort of a powerhouse or not a powerhouse, but a very very strong country, soccer country, and they've never won it either. So it's mm. hard to win this thing, dude. It is hard. So. Yeah, I mean, I would say I want them to win, but they're playing Argentina next. So I guess I want whoever wins from that bracket is who I want to win. But I honestly think it's going to be probably Brazil. Brazil might take it or France. Isn't Brazil always been a favorite? They're always up there. Mm -hmm. They're always up there and they're always dominant. And they're playing insane right now. Insane.
1: So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Argentina pulls it off, but it's always fun to watch the world cup every four years. And I say, I say, it's, I say it's fun. And this is my first year actually fully paying attention to it. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you're one year ahead because next, the next world cup is going to be held here in the U S so.
1: Yeah. Got to you know, get ready for that. They're doing it in North America. So they're actually doing it in Mexico, uh, United States and Canada. They are. They are. So it's going to be uh,
0: hosted by three countries. Most of the games will be in the U.S. But yeah, um, I don't know why they did
1: that. I have to look into that. But yeah, it's the first time they've ever done that. Oh, that's going to be interesting. I wonder how they're going to do the merchandise. I don't know. Like in terms of like the mat. they ha-
0: every time they have a mascot. Mm-hmm. And like, so I don't know how they're going to do it. Should
1: be interesting. Moving on from our talk of the World Cup. Even though we're excited about it, we're going to be getting back on track with what this podcast is about. And that's whiskey, my brother. Yes, sir. So today for our listeners, we are going to be talking about the best new whiskeys to drink this December. What's going to be new in December? I'm excited. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And for reference, this is an uh, from an article we got from InsideHook.com. So um, this is their list. not This isn't our list, per se. It's their list, and we're just going to talk a little bit about it and,
1: um, and see what we think. Starting off with the first one on the list, which honestly, it might be my, my personal favorite that I'm the most excited for because Same. of how unique the decanter is. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. This one is the Whistle Pig, aged 10 years. And Eric, do you want to tell the audience why it probably is our favorite?
0: Well, um, because the actual bottle itself is in the shape um, of an actual pig. So it's actually really, really cool. Um, It's sort of like a a pig laying down and, you know, to keep uh, the tradition of Von Payne and um, buttholes. (laughs) I knew you were going to talk about that. (laughs) Buttholes. um, This bottle actually, instead of being um, a, a little spot for the air to help pour the uh, the drink um the actual drink does come out of the butthole of the pig so it's actually really cool it's a cool uh they call it the piggy bank rye so i don't know if if once you finish it it turns into a piggy bank i don't i guess it can but um it's really cool what do you think of the bottle aj
1: you know when i look at the bottle it kind of reminds me of when you go to a luau over in hawaii and they have the pig roasting and spinning like the whole size pig. Mm-hmm. That's what this decanter looks like to me. And it's you know I think they call it the piggy bank because the way they have it positioned is kind of like how a piggy bank would be positioned. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you can actually fit a like a quarter in the spout, but you know I don't have one in person to see how big the the butthole is, if you Yeah. Will. But for the listeners, this is a limited release, so if you can see it, get your like buy it get your hands on it it's coming in at 110 proof so it's definitely probably gonna be a delicious one especially if you're into whistle pig yeah i'm I'm
0: assuming it's probably expensive i didn't get a price point on it but it's again it's really cool it's a 10-year rye and it's um i don't know it's just really really cool looking it's, it's oh you know what i did get a price point it's um
1: it's going for uh 199 that's not bad for how unique the decanter is now if you're someone like me who loves unique decanters and they catch your eye. And it being whistle pig as well, a 10-year whistle pig, uh 200 is not too bad. I think the juice might not be at that value. It might be more around like a 120 price range, but you're paying for the limited, you know, aspect of it. Yeah, and this is
0: like this bottle is in celebration to uh it's like the 10-year anniversary for when they won the best uh rye award um for an innovative whiskey release so uh whistle pig released that in sort of celebration to that award so they're kind of like yeah we finally won an award 10 years later and let's do this uh this special edition here so aj
1: special edition you're on it Uh, i'm on it you know how much i love special edition speaking of special edition real quickly on a tangent I sent you a picture of this, Eric. My buddy gave me an old school decanter from Jim Beam, which is an old school telephone looking type of a decanter. So it's really unique, very limited, and I'm excited about it. That's pretty cool. It looks
0: literally like an old uh, turn phone, turn style phone, or whatever you call that,
1: where you okay. put your fingers in and. They call it like rotary phone, right? Rotary phone, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I knew there was something in college. But yeah, it's definitely a cool looking one. And uh back to the whistle pig though, the flavor profile does have it listed on here. We're looking at oak spice, brown sugar spice, perfect for you, brown sugar, and uh candied fruit with a hint of mint. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this bottle is definitely like they said, a showstopper. So uh, it'd be a nice thing to add to your collection because it would definitely stand out. Cause it's it's also horizontal it's not vertical like yeah. typical bottles so um the fact that it's horizontal is very interesting
1: it's kind of like when you see the uh i cannot think of a whiskey off the top of my head right now but when it comes to tequila they have like the guns that lay on their side oh yeah there's
0: a bunch of stuff like that exactly
1: yeah. that's what the, yeah, the, that's i the guess of. i guess you don't
0: see that often in in whiskey is my guess um so that's
1: why i think this bottle is pretty special Yeah, you're probably right, because if I'm just quickly running myself through the liquor store, I believe the pour spout is always on top of the bottle for whiskeys. Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you know of a whiskey bottle that's actually designed to be staying on its side with the spout on the side to pour, uh, shoot us a DM. Let us know. We will look into it. Let us know. Shoot us a DM. (laughs) So let's go over to the second
0: one, which is uh, a bottle from Maker's Mark.
1: Right, AJ? Definitely Maker's Mark is a great bourbon. Um, I know we're both fans of it. Um, you know, regular Maker's mm-hmm. Mark, but this one is definitely a limited release as well. Um, so you want to keep your eye out on this one here. It is the Maker's Mark BRT01 and brt 2 um, which I I don't think they're actually out yet, but they're coming out later this month. Did you read up on that? Um, I didn't read up on that. I read up more on
0: what they, you know, what the tasting and the notes are. Mm-hmm. And uh the reason why they came out with two, which is kind of pretty, pretty cool in my opinion. Um, well, let the yeah, listeners I, know. Tell them. So basically, um, I guess it's the way they store it, or where where they store it. So the the BRT one, it's influenced um by the uh flavor profiles found in warm in the uh, the warmer top of the rickhouse. So I guess what the rickhouse is where they store
1: their their whiskey. I don't know to be honest. I'm assuming. I'm assuming so, that too for Makers Mark.
0: Yeah. So um it's found um at the top. So it's warmer, I guess warmer temperature. And then the BR2 is inspired by the cooler, more um bottom part of the Rick House, which so the one has notes of a lot of oak and caramel popcorn, apparently, and dark fruit. Uh so like a warm Sort of a toasty, warm finish, where the br two, the brt two, like I said, is cooler, and it uh, offers notes of uh, praline and chocolate, dark fruit, raisins, and apparently cinnamon gum. So,
1: so like like a like a like a hot uh, big red, like a big red gum. I guess, yeah. What does praline taste like? I
0: have no idea. Yeah, that doesn't cut me I, off guard. Well, you know, there's chestnut praline that I some they have at Starbucks. It's very sweet. I don't know.
1: Coming from a guy who doesn't drink coffee. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. I um, just get them without without caffeine and stuff like that. So So
0: a Rick House, AJ. Um, the proper the actual definition is a tall rectangular structure designed solely for storing and aging distilled spirits. So it's also known as a, a rack house. So okay. it's basically, yeah, they're stored. So I guess whiskey tastes different based on
1: the elevation of where you store it. Well, so, I, know, I know whiskey is different based on temperature and then the elevation as well on different locations. But I never thought that it would actually be a difference in the same building of top to bottom.
0: Yeah, well, apparently so, according to this, and it's enough to make two different distinguished uh, bottles.
1: Yeah, but they are completely different on them.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool, and I learned something new that you know, depending on where you store it in terms of height or whatever, it's going to taste a little different.
1: And I know about different conditions, like let's say someone um they they store them like underground. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot. I like I would assume that in the building they have the same like airwaves and and the temperature would be very very similar unless they have like some kind of division in there that they have different temperature gauges or something.
0: That's what I was thinking. I'm like are they are they trying to just, you know, come out with two bottles just to make a little more money or is this legit? Is this, you know, are the flavors really that distinctive based on I mean, I guess with warm and cold temperatures, I can understand that. But how high do you have to stack them for the, the difference in temperatures to occur? I don't know. Maybe because they're stacked and like the the actual barrel itself kind of withholds temperature and doesn't allow, you know, the bottom to, to, to warm up as much as the top. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what. We're just guessing at this point. Yeah, we're guessing at this point. But still pretty cool. Um, Definitely interesting. It'd be a cool thing to have and to taste both bottles, to have both bottles and actually see if there is that much of a difference in taste and notes and
1: stuff like that. Um, But I didn't get a price point on that. Did you, AJ? I did not. I did not get a price point. For these, I, I personally would not go searching for them or pay the premium of online and having them shipped. But if I find these two in store... You know, depending on the price point, I would definitely pick up both and we could sample them on uh, on one of the episodes of the podcast and actually see if we can identify a difference. Which, honestly, I think we probably could tell a difference because a lot of times when we're drinking whiskey, we're comparing um, the same company, just their age different years. So in yeah. this case, we might not understand the difference with the elevation in the same building, but we probably could easily um, determine the difference in the flavor profiles.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we would. Or else, you know.
1: They wouldn't be listed.
0: It. Yeah, they wouldn't have done. You know, come out with two. They wouldn't have made something gimmicky like that. I'm sure they would be held accountable. So, um, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool concept. I didn't know that it would make that much
1: difference, but yeah, yeah good I stuff. Uh, let's see here. The next one on our list to talk about is Ryan Son's 2022 Straight Rye Whiskey. And the interesting about this one is that it's actually a winemaker's approach to rye whiskey.
0: Yeah, and uh again going with uh price points, th- apparently these bottles are under $30. So this might be something for anyone who's on a budget or you know, trying to find gifts for a, a lot of people. I thought it was uh, a cool a cool bottle.
1: I would think you would also like it because it has um spicy and youthful definitions. Uh, yeah.
0: Mhm. Yeah, the notes are what um it has uh, hints of mint Oak, brown sugar, anise. and anise and orange and or- peel. orange peel. So it's uh it sounds pretty tasty actually, to
1: be honest. Do you like Anise? Um, I don't even know what it tastes like. Uh it's I believe, and I hope I'm not wrong, but I believe Anise is like black licorice. Oh uh, okay. That might be tough. Yeah. I that don't might think be tough. I think you talked about in past episodes when I brought up licorice uh note. Um, you say you didn't like it because you were thinking it was black licorice.
0: Mm, yeah, if it's strong in, in that taste in anise, then yeah, I might not be a fan of it. But I don't know. It's a forty-eight point seven five ABV, and you know, it's it sounds zesty and aren't you know, kind of. It sounds like I would like it maybe. I guess without the anise, but it's cool. You know, it's still it's it's uh, Kentucky, Kentucky whiskey. So. You know, I feel like Kentucky whiskey is always pretty good for the most part, or at least not bad. But then again, I haven't had enough. Where's Sexton from? I keep going back to Sexton as my bottom of
1: the barrel whiskey. Isn't Sexton an Irish whiskey? Is Oh, you know what? I think it might be. Yeah, I think that one's Irish. This one here, because of the notes with mint, oak, brown sugars, the nice, which, you know, you and I are both not huge fans of it, but the orange peel, I would think this would make a nice rye um uh whiskey mule so with the ginger beer little lime wedge throw that in there with this whiskey i think it would be a good mixed drink yeah maybe under 30 bucks you know it's funny you say that because you
0: mentioned a mixed drink because on their website they actually recommend making an old-fashioned with it
1: mm-hmm, interesting probably because the orange peel flavor note in there but yeah. i don't know about old-fashioned with the mint note.
0: I don't know. Remember, we had that what, that mint. That was really good whiskey. What was it, the brand that was, <gasps> um, standard proof was standard, it standard proof,
1: proof. Standard was proof good. was
0: really good, man. And that was like a mint whiskey. But we drink it straight.
1: Yeah, I we didn't make it. an old fashioned with it.
0: No, we didn't make an old fashioned. And we drank it straight and
1: I loved it straight. I thought yeah, it, it was, was great for flavored whiskey. That one was great. I agree. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Was that one uh, Canadian? Um, no, it's American.
0: Oh, it's Standard American proof?
1: proof? Okay. Yeah. It's American. I just don't know where it's from. Cause you, I know you ordered it online. I never owned a bottle, but I know you ordered it online.
0: Yeah. I ordered it online. Um, it's definitely from the U.S. I, just, I couldn't tell you where, but if you give me a second, I can look and then let you know while you talk.
1: You have one second. All right. So while Eric's looking that up, the next one that we have listed here is the Arcane Imperial. Which is a Bushwick brewery utilizing vacuum distillation to make unique beer-based spirits. Nashville, so, Tennessee. Is, what? Which one? What's Nashville? Standard, Standard proof. proof. Yeah. Interesting. But it's an American whiskey, probably because they don't use the charcoal filter.
0: Yeah, maybe that makes
1: sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh, I didn't
0: mean to interrupt you. You're, how um, dare
1: you, Eric? Interrupt me! Don't ever do it again. Okay. Okay. You you're can, very, you're you very intimidating, and I will never do that again, AJ. I'm scared thank you please please mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Oh, moving on <laughs> moving on so yeah this one right here like i said um it's it's a beer based spirit so it might be interesting to try it is fr- um it's built from an imperial stout i'm not a huge stout drinker when it comes to beer so i don't know if this is going to be up my profile with the chocolate notes um but yeah are you a huge stout drinker
0: i am not a big stout drinker when i when i went to ireland i did enjoy um I did enjoy the beer more than I enjoy here, if that makes any sense. Because but what you're in the I, element? maybe I don't know. What I was thinking is uh, maybe having a taste test with the um, Jameson IPA, which is also you know beer influenced, and then this bottle, and then see how how that flows because uh, it doesn't look like it's it's not like a very dark whiskey or anything. So I don't know how stouty it could be yeah true but um i think that'd be kind of cool to tr- to try those maybe we can do an episode if we if we get a hold of a bottle where we can try the uh the IPA edition Jameson
1: i have the IPA uh edition Jameson and that one is delicious but then again i'm an IPA beer drinker yeah same same so i don't know it'd be a cool thing to try right i'm always dude, I'm, you know i'm always down to try new whiskey Let's do it. And I
0: like um I liked the bottle the way it's shaped and I like the logo too. They have like this big owl on it, and it's a dark bottle that's kind of like a, a circular bottle, but then it's flat on the top and the bottom, and then the neck. So it's a kind of it's a cool bottle, a cool uh, logo or a cool brand, um, which would in you know interest me, and that's how you know that's how I get my attention caught. I know you get caught with special edition. I get caught with <laughs> branding and design.
1: Well, you know, I do like branding and design too, which is why I bought the, even though I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, I did buy the Johnny Walker, the Fire of Suns and the Winters coming in those bottles because I love the designs on the bottles. Yes, sir. Those are, those are cool bottles. Those are very cool bottles. Um, did you talk about the flavor or
0: the notes on this? Um, I talked about the chocolate note. That's
1: the only one I talked about.
0: Okay, so I'm reading here, and it's got, I guess, uh, a citrusy hop aroma. Um, but the note it has notes of malt, fruit, uh, baking spices, spices, and Sp- very spices? spicy spices, and a very mild oak finish. So it sounds, it sounds tasty.
1: Yeah, I will, and I do read a note here that says it would make a great old fashioned. And you know, I love my old fashioned, so yeah, it might be a good one to try. Yeah. Put one on your list. I don't know if I've actually seen a whiskey where I'm not willing to try it. Buying it, depending on the price, that's one thing. But I'm willing to try any whiskey and then make my decision from there. And I don't know who would say, no, I don't even want to try it. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm always down to have a have a taste. I mean, just like we said on our last episode, just by having a taste of the golden bar. That created a whole collaboration between a NFL organization and a and a distillery, a whiskey brand.
1: Yeah, so, that definitely got Gold Bar on the map
0: just from a taste. All you need, oh so, yeah, taste. always taste. So the next one we're t- we're going to talk about is it's called Uncle Nearest Straight Rye Rye Whiskey, um, and they have a single barrel black label. Are you familiar
1: with Uncle Nearest AJ? Yeah, we talked about him before, bro. That's the one when I said um, we're going to do an episode on Uncle Nearest in depth later on because Uncle Nearest is the one who taught Jasper, Jack oh, Daniels, how yes, to yes, make yes, whiskey. Yes, yes.
0: yes, that's correct. Now I remember. Okay, so this makes it even uh, even more interesting. So this is a Tennessee whiskey for sure. Uh, it's a rye, which, um, you know, sounds tasty already. So <laughs> I'm it's in. a rye? Just because it's a Tennessee whiskey and it's uh, it's a rye and it's uh, Uncle Nearest, who was a, a the former slave, right? He was a former slave that yep. taught. So, you know, the history behind it and all that gets got, got you know, has me interested. AJ, geez.
1: <laughs> now, also, this is an award winning Tennessee whiskey distillery. So, you know, they're going to produce good stuff. And people who I've met and talked to through social media and we've talked about uncle nearest i haven't found one person that says they don't like it and i've never had the rye so i'm definitely looking forward to trying these new ryes that are coming out especially since you've talked about um designs and labels this one with the blue label Mm -hmm. is like just popping at me like you need to buy me and try me
0: yeah it's really cool it's a nice uh looking uh, slick looking uh label it's really it's it's a nice label
1: it's cool definitely and this one does come in at a 59% uh, percent ABV so it is up there on the alcohol percentage which I like as we've talked about in past episodes because if it's a little too strong for you you could definitely downproof it with a little couple drops of water and it'll open up the oils and you can definitely enjoy different profiles from sipping it
0: mhm and I'm new to water dropping and um that sounds cool to me to bring out a little bit more of a fruity flavor so um I already have my droplet ready and ready to go for next time when we we have a bottle that we can do that with.
1: Perfect. And we have a Have you tried that with, with
0: with like generic stuff with like Jameson or like Jack does that make a difference? Have you tried it
1: doing that adding you know just a drop? I have and I'm not a huge fan because if we're talking about just generic Jameson and generic JD they're 40% ABV's. So mm-hmm. when I'm downproofing those they're falling in the 30s and that's when it for me it takes it actually takes away the punch of whiskey, and it drinks more like I'm drinking flavored water. Oh, okay. That's where my sweet spot for whiskey, personally, this is AJ's personal opinion, is around like 54ish up to like s- low 60s, because then it has that punch, and I can downproof to release oils and bring out more flavor notes. Mm, I
0: see.
1: Speaking okay. of flavor notes, this one has the Uncle Nearest has notes that I love. And it comes in with brown sugar, oak, caramel, dried fruit, dried fruits, orange zest, and my favorite on whiskey is a hint of tobacco. Yes, give me a cigar. Oh man, I could go for a good cigar. Come in, in here, right dear boy. Have a cigar. You're gonna go far. No song. No clue what song that is, but I was dancing with. with Are it you kidding me, dude? Well, you sound like shit, dude. So I don't know, man. That's Pink me- Floyd, dude. Oh, Pink Floyd. I don't know. I don't know many Pink Floyd songs. Oh, I know "Brick in the Wall." God. Go. You know what? Go Google "Have a Cigar" by
0: Pink Floyd. Listen to it, and then get back to me because I'm getting angry now. <laughs> You're always angry, bro. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Moving on. Uh, moving on. So the next bottle we have is uh, Glenn
1: Levitt. Are you a fan of Glenn Levitt? I am definitely a fan of Glenn Levitt. That is a scotch, single malt scotch brand, and they are definitely delicious. I would highly recommend.
0: And just as a reminder, Glen Levitt is a Speyside single malt, Mm -hmm. which we talked about in the previous episode, and that's the tiny little area in northern Scotland where they produce this type of whiskey. Very, very small. Actually, I think the small, well, no, not the smallest, but a very small part um, tucked in um, above the highland if you remember our map that we discussed in the previous episode. So, um, Glenn Levitt, I think Glenn Lovett is okay. I've had it before. Um,
1: what do you think of this edition, AJ? Well, I'm liking this one because this one is saying right here, it's first field Oloroso Sherry, which means it's going to have a little bit of a sweetness on there, which I do enjoy Sherry Casks. Yes,
0: um, I'm a fan of Sherry Casks.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know that about you. I didn't even know that you were a huge fan of uh, scotch. I'm starting Ooh, to... listen to that, people. We're got Eric. He's starting to come over to the scotch side. I'm
0: starting to like the... Well, I like the, you know, the uh, the sherry um, side of it. I mm-hmm. like the fact that um, it's aged in wine barrels. So I'm a fan of that, right? Okay. Sherry is, 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 what is supposed to be the uh, wine barrels, right?
1: I believe so. You know, right now I'm drawing a blank exactly which barrel it is. Let me just look real quick. I thought sherry
0: barrels are the wine barrels. I could be wrong, too. And then if that's
1: the case, Glenn Leavitt, thumbs down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the notes are nice because they um, they offer up orange, fig, oak, and a, a bit of charred pineapple. So very fruity. Very fruity. Um
1: I just confirmed real quick. It is a wine barrel. Uh Aha. But yeah, very fruity on there. Like you were saying, go ahead. I'm sorry. Interrupted. So they have a 21 year and a 25 year.
0: The 21 year, I believe, is the one that is aged in the sherry barrels. The 25 year is um, aged in oak cognac cast. So I think that will change the flavor significantly. But they both actually sound pretty
1: tasty. Oh well, fruity. the twenty-five year has notes of orange, fig, oak, and charred pineapple, and I love pineapple. I just said that, but yeah, it's uh,
0: it's very. <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, it is <laughs> it,
1: again. It sounds fruity.
0: Um, both of them sound fruity, actually. So, you know, pears, orange, pineapple, ginger. You know,
1: well, remember it's, it's from space size. So space size, we're going to get those kind of. Profiles from opposed to like the other parts of Scotland, like Ardbeg, for example, um, those areas where they have the um, oh, my God, it starts with an I. that part. I'm trying to blank. Damn okay. it. Uh Oh. Blank. Blank. I- Isla. Oh, my God. OK. Like the ones from Isla, those are going to be your smokier, um, peated whiskies. So space side from the northern part is definitely going to be your fruitier, softer notes. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I, I.
0: in short, I would love to taste all of these, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, before we close out with, you know, which one we would want to try the most, there's one mm-hmm. more I want to bring up to you on this list. Okay. And the reason why I want to bring it up to you is because Uh-oh. we know what got you into whiskey. Right? You've talked about it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Jim Morrison and about Bushmills, right? Yes, sir. So, they're coming out. So, if you're a Bushmills fan... Listen up, here it comes. They're coming out with a Bushmills Rare Cask Number no. Three, which is aged thirty years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw that. I did see that, AJ.
0: So I were would you love excited
1: it. when you saw it? I was
0: excited, and um, there's different versions. You know, I haven't tried a whole lot of Bushmills um, iterations except for the original, really, and then the one that I bought, which is the um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. I forgot what it was, but it was the one I bought in the airport. It's like a, I think it's the special edition of like the ones you only get in the airports. Special Those are the only edition. two I've I've ever had. Special edition. But in doing some research, I saw that they also made a, a Peaky Blinders um, prohibition recipe that I really want to try too. Which recipe? It's it, it's called a Bushmills Prohibition recipe Irish whiskey. A uh, Prohibition blend. So I don't know if it's supposed to be, you know, accurate in terms of it really being a taste from Prohibition era. But it's like a special edition for Peaky Blinders. According to the website, what they're saying on the tasting notes is that it's the closest you can get to the Bushmills that would have sat behind the bar at the Shelby, at Shelby's legendary small health, uh, Heath pub. So I'm assuming yeah it's pretty accurate. Do you know the ABV on that one? Um uh, 92 proof. 92 proof. Okay. Yeah, so this is a bottle I would definitely love. I this would be you know something I would
1: I would really like to be honest. The Prohibition one not the rare cast number 3. The Prohibition one, yeah. Do you know the price point on the Prohibition one?
0: i don't i don't see anything here like i said it's the first time i've i've heard of it and that's just because i was looking um at you know their, the list here on the website mm-hmm. but i don't have a price point at the moment
1: I right, no problem we'll look it up offline another time but going back to the rarecast 3 which is the the 30 year uh the price point on this one is is a g dude so I know Whoa. you have that big old bankroll of money for all kinds of whiskey. You want? It's only a thousand dollars. I'll take two. One for me. Oh, dude, no, you're a bro, you're too kind. No, you're too both kind. Listeners, you hear that? He's gonna buy one for him and one for me. What a brother! No, what
0: a brother! No, both for me. But yeah, that was a that was a good one. I was gonna mention
1: it as an honorary mention, um, but you actually brought it up. You know, I had it on. I saw it on the list. And I had to bring it up, not as an honorary mention, just because it is your, you know, the one that brought you into whiskey. It would be as if there was a new release, JD, that came out. You would definitely bring it up because, you know, I would be all about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Well, thank you for um, knowing me and bringing that up because, yeah, I was excited to see that. I just I just went through the list and I was just going to go through, you know, their top choices. But the honorary mention that they had there, I was just like, yeah, that'd be
1: awesome. So before we close it out, out of all the ones we've listed, Eric, which one are you most excited about? We're not going to count the Bushmills because we already know you're going to pick that one. Lame. Lame. Um, you know, to be honest, I think, uh, just because
0: of the bottle itself and because it's just
1: different to me, it would be the, the whistle Pig. 100 For sure. I'm on the same page. If I can find that bottle, um at a decent price i'll definitely pick it up now the whistle pig the hog boss that they sell is like their you know top level whiskey to my knowledge and that one you're looking at 500 dollars up so since this one is just a limited edition one i would i don't know exactly the price point they're looking at but i think a cap of 200 on this bottle wait did we, did we see the price on this one earlier? yeah it was 199 oh so, well there you go so i apparently i forgot exactly Uh, How much Mm does this one cost? But I was Mm -hmm. right on point with the value. I was right on point.
0: Hey, that means go get it. Go. go. As soon as we're done here, go out and get it.
1: I want to get two of them. Perfect. Thank you. Both for me. Oh. All (laughs) right. I'm getting both Bushmills for me. Well, brothers and sisters, that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Thank you, brothers and sisters. Together we drink. Cheers, everyone. Uh, Cheers.
1: Cheers. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you brothers and sisters for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.